0: relationship problems people go to you guys with.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I, I don't know the exact number but let's just say there's like 10 chapters in the book. We tried to kind of break it down based on the categories that we saw the most, right? So, um just kind of name a few differences in attachment styles, right? It's always a big one. Kind of what happens when you get really activated, where do you go? Do you pull back? Do you cling, right? Do you tend to be more avoidant or anxious?
2: Okay. I want you guys to analyze The body language and the response to Michaela Peterson's questions. Who talks? Is it the man or is it the woman? By the way, guys, um, for those of you on the podcast, this is um, Michaela Peterson interviewing two people who have written a couples counseling book. It's uh, Vanessa Bennett and John Kim. But notice, Vanessa is the one who's talking. Who's the dominant in this relationship? The man or the woman? Just keep that in mind, guys.
3: Um, and I'm, I'm more anxious, uh, attached. Vanessa's more avoidant, right? So I'm holding on to her leg. She's running the other way, that kind of thing. Um, after you know a decade, we have both worked on ourselves. Where we're swimming towards secure. Uh, we're not as I'm not as anxious as I was in my 20s, and she's not as, as avoidant. But it's still there, right? So that's mm. a, that's a big one. Uh, different love languages. Yep, love
1: um, languages. I,
3: I write. Um, I'm a writer, so uh, Vanessa as well. But my love language is. Um, to tell me I'm attractive tell me I'm sexy write me poems like that stuff goes far with me I, I also express
2: myself in that way um, that
1: makes me so uncomfortable
3: yeah but
2: that's, different... <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that's a... yeah,
2: you see you see you see look 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 you see the contempt guys so Michaela is just dying laughing she's like Oh, you're so lucky, girl. You're in a relationship with a guy and he's, you know, woo-wee and lovey-dovey and, but, but he's a joke, right? McKenna's laughing like the guy is a joke and the girl is like, oh, he's so pathetic. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, if that's you, your relationship's already dead. Dead in the water.
3: I feel that. <laughs> Vanessa's like, let me um, go, go get the car washed. If you love me,
2: you know, do the dishes. like the, So she's acts of service. Oh, oh. No, that's not acts of service. She sees you as a beta male. There is no... Okay, by the way, look at his body language. You see how he's kind of exposing his neck? Yeah, he's uncomfortable. Sorry, he's, he's shielding his neck from her. He's uncomfortable. But anyway, that is not a love language, guys. If she says, wash my dishes and I'll love you, that's not a love language. Like, if the girl's saying that. She sees you as a beta male. Like, women are not attracted to a guy that does the dishes. Women are attracted to a man that's superior to them. And they're both therapists. So she sees him as equal. So she sees herself as superior, which is why she talks like this and has the gall to say that something that her husband does makes her uncomfortable on camera to thousands of people. Do you really want to be listening to these guys' relationship advice? This is a... Unmitigated disaster, guys. Hello and welcome to the Hedios blog. My name is Hedios here for another reaction video. If you're new to the channel, like in the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content, newly revamped, posting weekly. Patreon.com slash the Hedios blog. Just go there and subscribe, guys. Patreon.com slash the Hedios blog. You could also Support me by dropping me a donation like Tom M here. Link is in the description. All right, let's continue.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And vice versa, I show it that way too. And so that's,
2: it's really interesting. You said no, the lie detector test determined that was a lie. Ain't no way that's true.
1: Because we actually oh, do okay. take one of these kind of like pop psychology type ways of looking at relationships. And we, we did try to bring it down to whether or not you actually subscribe to like love languages as a thing. It's like, there is something to be said for the fact that giving him words makes me really uncomfortable and it's really hard for me. And
2: you know why giving him words feels you, makes you feel uncomfortable. It makes you feel uncomfortable because he's a beta male. So because he's a beta male in your eyes, you don't want to compliment him. You don't want to tell him he's good because you don't believe it. So of course it makes you uncomfortable. It's incongruous with what you believe. Guys, don't let this be you. Like if she is 35 plus and wants to get married, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. She's looking for a safety net. She's, She's not genuinely attracted to you. She's genuinely attracted to Chad at 22.
1: And I need to learn to work with my discomfort around that because it's really important
2: that I show him love in the way that he needs to hear love. Otherwise, you see, she's talking about her husband like he's a child who's in the room with her. And do you see he's still uncomfortable? Look at his expression. Look at how his head is tilted. You see how his, you see how his um, chin is guarding his neck? He's uncomfortable. His shoulder is up, also protecting his neck. Guys, He's uncomfortable. He doesn't like how his wife is talking about him. He doesn't like this is being exposed to the people that are listening. Yeah, I'll say, I can feel the discomfort from here and I don't even know your relationship.
1: It's going to be me missing him constantly. So love languages was a, was a big one for us. Michaela,
2: M- um, uh, how do
3: you give and receive love? What comes naturally to you? Hmm. Acts of service, words of affirmation, physical touch. Quality,
2: quality time or gifts.
0: gifts so i think it's changed right
2: because you... by the way these love languages that they believe it that they believe it especially the guy means that he subscribes to a feminine primary feminine centric way of thinking which again is indicate, indicative of a bp guy a guy who doesn't understand women's true nature right he and again it's it's just more um it's just more fuel on my on my fire. it's It's more data in the data set that that he's a beta male and that his wife sees him as a beta male. It's just very clear to me what's what's going on here. The dynamic is is ridiculous.
0: yeah, it does. I've, yeah I've had a number of relationships, and I think with red flag relationships that I was in that weren't as good red flag, red flag, red flag? I thought that I wanted something different. I was like, and this were like gifts seem like a good idea. But then being in, like, I'm very happy where I'm at now. And so, like,
2: it's yeah. is, is, like
0: well, I'm way more interested in that than I have been, like, ever before. And I was like,
2: uh-huh. Yeah. Because the child you were with when you were 22, you totally didn't like his touch. The guy who you got pregnant with at 19, yeah, you didn't like his touch. Yeah, that's that's a lie. Like... <laughs> Yeah, and by the way, notice the evasive way that Michaela's answering the question. Yeah, you can tell like something's wrong, guys. You can tell.
0: Oh. I thought I just wasn't into that, but no, I was just with the wrong people. Yeah. And so
2: the wrong people plural. Notice, guys. So again, if she's a western girl, like you already know, it's going to be it's going to be wrong. You see what I'm saying, guys? You already know. People, plural. So what? You're getting together with Chad for validation. And then what? And then later on, you're trying to rationalize, rationalize your decisions after the fact, right? That's, that's what she's saying, right? And it's really funny because I actually know a story. So she, she was dating a guy who she saw as Chad, of course. Then she got pregnant accidentally, dropped out of university, right? Raised the kid, regretted it, divorced the guy, remarried a different guy, And now she's a disaster, right? That's the situation, guys. And this is supposedly the girl that we're supposed to look up to and that women are supposed to listen to. She has like millions of views on her videos. Like?
0: I would say um, probably, probably words of affirmation. I don't know. Do you know why people... People have different. So There,
1: there is a theory. Um, so more recently. So the guy who wrote the original love languages book, Gary Chapman, um, he th- it wasn't like a research study. He really just pulled this based on his experience in his own practice. Um, but they've started to actually do some research around this theory. And one of the things I find really interesting is that they're starting to be able to correlate what you feel like your love language is as in how you receive love. For most people, you can attribute it to what you did not get. When you
2: yeah, were, Okay, heard, okay, that, okay,
1: cool. Yeah, I didn't I've any, heard that. Nope, so, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. that to me, like, blew my mind when I heard that.
2: Okay. I'm going to point it out again. Who answers the question right away when the question is asked? Is it the husband or is it the wife? The husband is deferential to the wife. Notice also... The camera, the wife is closer, the wife is bigger, she's more in frame, the guy is behind. Like, this stuff, like, you might you might think, oh, this is some BS, he's just pulling crap out of his bum. No, guys. The girl is favoured here, the guy is deferential to her, she says that she finds it disrespectful, not disrespectful, she finds it hard to compliment her man, because she sees him as a beta male, it's so clear and obvious right look look at the dynamic it's disgusting
1: for that because i was like not only does that make sense for me but i can see how that's really helpful for a client to understand that right um and also for the partner to hear that so like again oh
2: look red flags again she said the word partner right because again relationships are not an equal partnership. Yes, in 2023, people are brainwashed into believing that relationships are equal partnerships, but relationships are not equal partnerships. There's always a dominant and a submissive, right? Always. In this relationship here between these two therapists, the girl is the dominant and the guy is the submissive. It's so obvious and clear. Very obvious.
1: If it's uncomfortable for me to give him words, knowing maybe that that comes from this kind of childhood place right this childlike need for words and to be seen in that way it makes it almost easier for me to give it to him because um there's something about when you see your partner in that light right in that more vulnerable kind of childlike
2: state what now she's just talking out of a bum right like t- t- <laughs> women are hypergamous they want a man perfect freezer. by the way they want a man who's better than them in every way taller stronger fitter Faster, more money, more charismatic, more friends, better friends, everything. So if a girl sees her husband in a more childlike state, in a vulnerable state, she cannot possibly be attracted to him because he's not attractive if he's like a child.
1: that drops a lot of defenses. You don't personalize things so much. And you essentially say like, I have to get over my discomfort with this because his like inner child needs this.
2: Yeah. Guys, I mean, I I actually feel bad watching this. I I feel bad for the husband. Genuinely feel terrible. Okay, let's read an article by Rhoda Tomasi. Anyway, acing the test... One of the first observations formal PUAs had when they were testing and refining their methods was that of the new ubiquitous uh, shit tests women would present them with. It's important to put this testing dynamic into context because as most any guy who's ever made an approach will tell you, not just PUAs, there comes a stage in the approach when a girl will set up a challenge for a guy. However, as any married man will tell you, that's not where the tests end. Over the holidays, I was hanging out with my brother and watching my niece and nephew interact. My nephew is 16 and his sister is very mature 12, but to see them interact, it's one test after another. There's the fluid teasing and taunting that comes from siblings that genuinely like each other, well, mostly. But as I watched these two interact, I thought back to how my brother and I used to give each other crap, smack each other around, and basically roughhouse-like boys used to be able to do before a feminine primary society decided they needed to be medically sedated for their quote-unquote condition. I've explored this in Amused Mastery, but there's a natural flow that's learned between an older brother and a younger sister, or sometimes a capricious younger brother to an older sister, that translates... Uh, to an interbedroom fun relation with men and women later in adulthood. My brother is very conventionally masculine, a somewhat natural alpha in his mindset, and his positive masculine frame carries over into his role as a father. This sets the environment in which his son and daughter are learning, inter- uh, inter-bedroom-fund interactions with one another. Both are very headstrong, but also respectful in a way that only a posit- positively male-dominant father can inspire. I bring this up because I feel this learning illustrates both the problem most men later have with, be- uh, with uh, shit tests, as well as the key to capitalizing on them. No passing. You'll notice I didn't say pass the, the shit test. I think it's a misnomer to view shit tests as a pass or fail. Most men think uh, that that easy binary win-lose proposition, I uh, think in that way. But the problem I have with that is that passing a shit test implies finality. You'll always be shit tested by a woman, so you never really pass the test. However, you can and should turn those tests to your advantage. Many a well uh, well-meaning RP woman, Uh, And a few purple pill life coaches who don't like offending the delicate sensibilities of today's virtuous women like to call these fitness tests. The renaming sprays a bit of perfume on an otherwise unflattering aspect of women's hypergamous nature. But under this is the same truth. And here's a quote. Women's shit testing is a psychologically evolved, hardwired survival mechanism. Women will shit test men as autonomously and subconsciously as a man will stare at a woman's, uh, you know. They cannot help it. And often enough, just like men staring... Uh, even when they're made aware of doing it, they still do it. Men want to verify availability, bedroom-front availability, to the same degree women want to verify masculine dominance and confidence. I think the early PUAs were correct in calling these tests crap tests because the nature of those tests they met in their field approaches were very much like the crap they'd been given uh, by their male peers throughout much of their lives. Part of the male experience is giving your friends crap, ribbing them, messing with them, and otherwise talking crap about them. If you're in a fantasy football league, you probably get that smack-talking raised to an art form. And this context is not so much a fitness test as it is a a form of uh, male-specific camaraderie. If it's a test of anything, it's a test of the social intelligence that a guy gets that his friend is giving him crap and can laugh about it and give as good as he got. This is part of men's preferred overt form of communication, which, which baffles women who are unfamiliar with it. If I'm playfully insulting you, if I'm messing with you, it means I consider you a friend and I expect that you'll just get it and know this when I do it. Sadly, this is often the first offense women take when they insert themselves into male spaces. They take the crap talk personally, or at the very least, they, ha- they have to make an effort to communicate in, in an open and often vulgar, but no less meaningful way than men do. Unless they were raised in the increasingly rare household of a strong masculine influence, fathers or brothers, it's likely these women won't just get it and bend their efforts to change their communication to something she's more comfortable with, as something her feminine primary expectations convince her is correct. Getting the test. Even if you've had the benefit of having your bratty sister punch you in the arm after teasing her, you may not realize it's a form of crap-testing you. One of the most important aspects of of dealing with a crap test is understanding the basic fundament of just getting it. She wants you to get it on your own without having to be told how. That initiative and experience needed to have have had developed, and it makes you a, a man that's worth competing for. Women despise a man who needs to be told to be dominant. Overtly relating this to a guy entirely defeats his credibility as a genuinely dominant male. The guy she wants to sleep with is dominant because that's the way he is instead of who she had to tell him to be. Observing the process will change it. This is the root function of every crap test ever designed by a woman. If masculinity has to be explained to a man, he's not the man for her. A woman wants to know a guy just gets it, but she still needs a method to determine that he does. And there's the crap test. For women, this method must be in as covert a form as possible to protect the integrity of not exposing her own bedroom fund strategy to herself. When openly analyzed, this seems like madness to men striving for a rational solution to a problem, but a method comes from a subconscious want of not having to convince a high brain that he does, in fact, get it, and gets it so well that he neither acknowledges it nor uh, overtly nor asks for her assistance in figuring it out. And this is from Plate Theory 6. Uh, Crap test is used by women to determine one or a combination of these factors. Confidence, first and foremost. Options. Is this guy really into me because I'm special or am I his only option? Security. Is this guy capable of providing me with long-term security? I'd also add these requisites imply a testing for masculine dominance as well as his bedroom fund market value. Women want a man that other women want to sleep with and other men want to be. The conflict inherent in women's crap testing is that she must simultaneously determine a man has other bedroom fund options other than her while also attempting to limit those options and making herself his primary focus. Okay. Yeah, this, there's something wrong with the therapist lady on the right here.
3: My mom made my bed, but rarely said "I love you."
0: Yeah, you know, like, like I, I get that. I think it was similar in my family. Like my family, and I think there's, there were, like downsides and benefits from that. I know for my dad, it was like he held me to a really high, yeah, like extremely high expectations. Um, and I also am not entirely sure if I would have accomplished as much as I have accomplished without those high, like being sure. pushed like that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but there wasn't a lot of, um, and I think part of this was from being ill all the time. So there was a lot of focus on me being ill, but there wasn't a lot of like po- positive, positivity. And that also could have been shadowed by like my depression. Mm-hmm. So I also didn't pick up on positive things. So I don't even know what happened. But my
2: uh, Here's what I think. I think that there was a lot wrong in the marriage between your mom and your dad. Because your dad is a beta male and your mom doesn't respect him, and I know this because um, when they had the interview between Michaela and and uh, Michaela's mother, I think her name is Tammy. Tammy Peterson. Um, Tammy basically said that Jordan asked her to marry him like five times, and she only married him at twenty eight. So think about it. She didn't marry him at eighteen. Didn't marry him at 19, didn't marry him at 22, 23, didn't marry him at 24 when she was at her bedroom fun, most availability. No, she was a masseuse. So she was basically sleeping around. Um, And then finally, she took the safe option of Jordan later on in life, right? And this rubbed off on the children. She never respected him. And so because of that, the children grew up in an unstable environment, right? And they get messed up like Michaela did
0: experience was there wasn't a lot of positivity and so i think that's probably why i react well to the words of affirmation and then i probably give it out with touch why do you think why do do you think vanessa you're uncomfortable because i'm definitely in the same kind of boat like i like it but at the beginning i really didn't like receiving it It was like oh i didn't even know how to receive a compliment and i definitely have a difficult time saying like good job to people
2: by the way that having a difficulty receiving a compliment, that is another huge red flag. Because what it means is the men she chose when she was younger, when she was at her greatest bedroom fun availability in her prime, those men never gave her any of that. You see what I'm saying? So she's choosing the men that aren't like that when she's young and at her most fertile. And later on, you see, that's how it goes. And actually, I know that that's the case, because if, if you like she got pregnant at 19. So that's that's the guy. But Which the is way, messed up.
1: Very common for those who struggle with codependency <laughs> to have a hard time accepting compliments. Michaela,
3: you look very beautiful. weird. <laughs> great, great. Yeah, no, great, great no, great no don't
0: do it. No, Just like, stop. stop.
2: <laughs> okay, The podcast is over. <laughs> it's like, we're done. Look at how uncomfortable he is giving compliments and how uncomfortable his wife looks when he does it. Just guys, I'm telling you guys. There is something seriously wrong with their dynamic.
1: Um so also have a hard time. So some of the research that I've done around that specific topic, um people who have a hard time hearing and really believing compliments, right? So we can do yeah. just like saying thank you, but doesn't necessarily mean that I believe it. A lot of it has to do with if you have a belief deep down inside that you are not whatever that person is telling you. Right. So I think you're so amazing. I think you're so intelligent. I think you're not only just beautiful. I mean, it could be physical attributes, but it could be attributes about you as a person. For those of us who have a deep belief that maybe we, we don't actually check those boxes. It actually feels a little bit like, and this is all kind of happening unconsciously, right? It's this belief that we're somehow being um, fraudulent by accepting that compliment, which is very uncomfortable. And so we'd rather deflect and dismiss it because we actually truly don't believe what you're saying deep down inside. Right. So it feels like we're not being honest. It's really interesting.
3: Uh, I I think also there's, you know, there are many layers. And I think also what you're used to um, in previous relationships, you know, so I've never
1: been okay with it. I've, I've never been comfortable with it. I guess
2: you see like look Okay, something else. If you say something and she's always contravening it, she's always going against, there's a problem, right? If she's always going against, she's always trying to prove you wrong. Like, that's, that's not great. It's really not great. Okay, anyway. Uh, let's go to the Reddit article here. How do I, who's 25 female, deal with my husband's 29 male weird comments? I'm pregnant by my husband... Uh, and uh, I just found out recently unplanned, but not unwelcome. We both wanted kids at some point recently. He's made comments to make me feel like he's not going to want me if my body changes from the baby. I know that I could be reading too much into things. So let me know. Uh, these are some things he said to me. If you were to think, uh, if I were you, I think I would just get a C-section. It'd be easier that way. Don't you think asking about how long it takes for, uh, something to heal after birth. If I were you, I would just use a formula instead of breastfeeding. Asked me if I had a plan for working out to strengthen my core and lessen the damage. Offered to start working out with me after the baby is born. I just changed the subject because these comments made me feel insecure. I don't know if I'm being crazy or projecting, because in the past he's made a lot of comments about my body. Should I bring it up to him or just have some coffee and forget about it? Top comment three seventy-two upwards. So he's always been this superficial. You mentioned you just found out, so I assume you haven't seen a healthcare provider yet. I strongly encourage you to have him accompany you to your appointments if you're comfortable with that. He has a lot to learn, and a good provider will kindly but firmly uh, put him in his place, so to speak. But also, yes, absolutely talk to him. Oh, and C-sections are more difficult to recover from, C-sections. If he's concerned about your... I can assure you it bounces back to normal for the most part. If he's concerned it'll get stretched out, you can suggest he get a... Yeah, okay. Just passive-aggressive stuff. But basically, what's the comment saying? The comment is saying, just be disrespectful, just be rude. He is being superficial if he uh, is not attracted to you, if you gain a lot of weight. 156 upwards. Yes, I knew that about him. His best friend actually told me that he commented so much on his looks uh, when they were in his teens. He feels like he has lasting damage from it. I had to tell him to just not say anything about my appearance, good or bad, lol. I guess it's time to set that boundary again. Okay. Huh. Okay. Uh six fifty six of votes. Your husband's comments are very concerning, both for being chauvinistic and arrogant. Uh, sorry, ignorant. He needs to know his comments are hurtful and dangerous. His views don't match up with widely known facts in the medical community and what is best for you and your baby. If you're comfortable, bring him along with the OB and have him ask questions. Have the OB tell him upfront answers. Or you can call the OB office and ask if they have any literature for expecting fathers who need a reality check. C-sections aren't easier and... uh than cosmetic surgery. They're major abdominal surgery with the possibility of serious complications. The husband's stitch isn't for funsies. It can cause you pain and long-term incontinence or bedroom fun issues. While a plan with abdominal pelvic rehab specialist is a great idea for postpartum moms, uh, it shouldn't be for his enjoyment for your long-term health. Again, seeing incontinence issues, tone and comfort for you are the key goals. If he persists, strongly consider therapy He's looking out for his own best interests and not yours. So again, What's the point if he talks about your body, it's his problem um there's something wrong with him you know it's like what womanism says is never do anything for the express pleasure of a man and I'm inclined to agree with with what with what that uh statement says here um because like all of these all of these statements right they're like they're just agreeing with that concept of never do anything to please a man right how about? Yes, honey, I will make sure that my body is nice after I've had the child. How about that? You know? Anyway. Uh, because the husband has to maintain his superiority for you to be attracted to him. So why don't you maintain your your looks to be attractive to him? Like, it's it's ridiculous. Anyway, we're going to end the video there. Again, okay, if you're new to the channel, like in the comment uh, the, the content, uh, hit the sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I have... A Patreon with exclusive content, newly revamped, posting weekly content, patreon.com slash the blog. Just go there and subscribe. Uh, you can also drop me a donation like Tom M here, shout out to him. Link is in the description. Thank you so much guys for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to my videos, especially if you listen to the end. Uh, you guys are wonderful. Take care of yourselves and I will see you next time.